Welcome to the Melting Pond Podcast. Andrew Weiss alongside Doug Greenberg here. We've got a lot of great stuff coming up for you today. Make sure you stick around. The first thing, however, we got to get it off our chest right away. Super important, the most important thing in the entire world. Doug, it's your birthday. It is. It's your gosh darn birthday, yeah, brother. It sure, it sure is. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not going to say how old I am over the airwaves. So what is it like turning to, 54? You know, um, what I've, was, been, I've, what been was at, like? I've been looking at life insurance policies, um, <laughs> you know, and... Uh, is I, it weird I, that we have color TV? Are you still Are you still getting used to that? There's a thing called the internet, right? <laughs> What's the, what is it? What is that? How does that work? All right. Besides the fact this is you're t- still, this is talk, you're still this is talk radio. We're on AM right now. You right? are still too young to be able to make that joke. I don't yeah. even think my parents are old enough to make that joke. So right. Um, and they are, of course, if they're listening, they're both very young and beautiful. Um, anyway, we've got a lot of great stuff coming up for you guys today. Um, we've got an interview with Sean McIndoo of the Athletic, formerly of Sportsnet. That's on later today. Um, and we've got some interesting news in the hockey world, as well as the fact that, you know, it's just another great day for hockey, Doug. Yeah, no, it totally is. And I want to also really quickly just give a quick shout out, like another little plug for Sean and his book, uh, Down Goes Brown, A History of Hockey. Um, it's going to be a great book. I know it's coming out, uh, I think in the next month. I'm sure and he'll talk about it later today with us. Yeah, yeah probably. I'm, I think it's sometime, sometime later this month. I'm yeah, exactly. I'm, you know, I'm getting it on my Kindle. Um, so, but if yeah, he has Kindle. If he has, if he, if he's got a Kindle version, I hope he does. Yeah, me too. Um, so but anyway, yeah, what's, Doug, what's going on, man? How's, how's your week been? My week's been good. It's yeah? you know, it's uh, another stressful week here in Chicago. For those of you who don't know, Doug and I go to uh, a beautiful university in Chicago called Northwestern. You ever heard of it? Ever heard of it? Ever I, heard I of hopefully it. have. No, no big deal. Um, <laughs> but Chicago is a beautiful town. It's just starting to get cold. I was out in the, uh, I was outside filming today. Yeah, and I didn't even bother thinking about gloves or anything with wind because I was like, okay, you know, it's still summer in my mind. I'm from Florida. It's summer until the three days of winter in December when it goes to the 50s. Like it's always summer. So I'm wearing my suit and tie. I'm doing some interviews, and my hand. I look at my hands, and they're like red and freezing. And I was like, what is this? I realized it's it freezing outside. Well, and you also you it's wore, October you, it should be warm. You actually wore pants today too. I did. I hate wearing pants. I know you. You've been wearing yeah. shorts up until last week. Which I will wear shorts until it snows. I will wear shorts. Which is generally that's like I went to school undergrad at Wisconsin, and that's like a Wisconsin move because you know wearing shorts when it snows. People, dude, people. I'm transferring. People, if that's true. People in Wisconsin wore shorts like. After it, it snowed in dead of. Fe- I saw people. I'm not joking. I saw people in the dead of February wearing shorts yeah. in zero degree weather. It's nice out sometimes. You gotta enjoy. The wind is good to wake up your body. I think. It's I a, like. I, it. I think it's a mental disorder. But it probably is. But I like it. You know, it's good. It's yeah. good. Um, uh, I also saw Venom this week. Yeah, I do like quality that? movie. I would definitely recommend it to anyone. I actually saw it with my our producer Nick, who's over here smiling at me. Shout out to Nick. Uh, quality movie. I would highly recommend it to anybody who watches it. Um, don't bring your kid. Someone brought a baby. Someone brought like a, like, at, like at most a three-year-old baby. Yeah, Nick, get the mic. You're going to talk with me about this. Someone brought a three-year-old baby. We'll go watch Venom. Like That's... you saw the trailers. This man is going to eat people. You're going to bring a baby. Like, come on, Nick. Insane. It, it is unlike anything I've ever seen before. It's was... our producer, Nick, by the way, for those who haven't met him yet. Shout out, Nick. Shout out, producer, Nick. Um, <laughs> shout out yourself. <laughs> shout out myself. Um, Great film. Second it, I second it what Andrew said. The, this is no. the one thing you should note. This baby was completely calm the entire film. That's the one thing I was That's proud remarkable. of. I'd still, I'm still kind of shocked someone brought it, but like, why would you bring a baby? But yeah, normally it's like airplane babies where they're just loud and annoying. Um, in a good way. We love babies. We don't. This this is not the podcast that this hates is a baby babies. Fr- this is a baby, this friendly, is a baby podcast. friendly podcast. Very explicitly want to say that. Um, the very last thing I'll say about that before we actually get into some hockey stuff. Uh, if you go to a movie, this is just a PSA for you folks home. If you go to a movie... 
and you're watching the trailers before the movie and you like the trailer, it's okay to enjoy it. It's okay to clap. If you go to a movie and you watch every trailer and you clap at every damn trailer, I'm going to throw my popcorn at you. And not only that, I'm going to throw it at your neck because you need to shut up. Like we went to watch Venom and people were clapping after every single trailer, even the bad movies. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand you applauding for Captain Marvel. That is completely that was A-OK. I clapped. I clapped. A-OK okay. for that. But yeah. if you're going to clap during, I don't know, what was the boring one we saw? No. Get, I don't even remember the name GTFO. of it. GTFO. People are like, oh, this looks interesting. Donald, look at that movie. I'm going to clap. No, okay. no, no one cares. All right. <laughs> but for the record, Captain Marvel is going to be amazing. It's going to be a great movie. Super I, I clapped for that. Also, Ant-Man and the Wasp just came out on video. I didn't watch it in theaters. It but was terrible. Sorry, whatever. Just me. I'm just saying. Go I'm watch just, it. You can I'm watch it. Watch it. I mean, still watch it. You, you, but are you going to look at me and tell me I'm not going to watch? Of course MCU you are. I watch an MCU. Movie. I will watch every single watch Marvel movie with money in my hand, throwing it at everything that they have, well, and no. I will still hate half of it, and I'm still going to watch it. Oh, I've, um, I've never hated a Marvel movie. Speaking so. of, if you don't mind this beautiful transition, speaking of things that you'd like to throw money at, even if it's terrible, third jerseys. Third jerseys. Let's season, have a baby. third jersey talk, real quick. Oh right, yeah, let's do it. I feel like I'm I'm having a lot of PSAs to start off this this podcast and a lot of anger. I'm not an angry person, but it is officially October 11th today. That's when we're filming. Or no, recording. Birthday. No Happy deal. birthday. Yep. Make sure you get Doug some cake and some presents. But it's October 11th. The season's already started, and the Tampa Bay Lightning still have not released their third jersey, of which I would like to throw all of my hard – not actually hard-earned, but hard-earned money at it. Release your third jerseys. How do you not – I don't understand how a team – doesn't matter if it's the Lightning, whether it's Vancouver, whether it's the Atlanta freaking Thrashers. If you have a third jersey coming for the for a season, release it before the season starts. It doesn't make any sense to me why you'd hold it until after your season opener. I don't under, understand that. There was actually a team that oh, it was, it was the Penguins. The it Penguins, Knicks, yeah. It was Knicks Penguins released these questionable jerseys, and they wait and they totally waited until you know the start of the season. I'm like, first of all, if the jerseys, if you're gonna wait to release the jersey, it better be fire. Yeah. And you know, I don't really know. I, I don't in this know case, feel... it'd be fired. It would whoever made okay, these so jerseys we'll... should be fired. But in terms of lightning jerseys, I've heard mixed reactions to the Bolts jersey because a lot. No some Bolts people, jersey. Some people no don't Bolts like jersey. the Bolts jersey. I really like the Bolts jersey. Personally. A lot of people don't like but... the Bolts jersey in Tampa just because of the fact: a, it looked just like the Kings jerseys, which they did. B, bolts across the chest is the most boring thing in the entire world. I like it. It, but... it was. The lightning logo is so clean and efficient that they have right now. Their old logo was nice too. I wouldn't mind a black jersey. Don't get me wrong. I think a black jersey would be beneficial for a third because what else are you going to do? You're not going to do blue or white because you already have those for your home and away. You're not going to do, like, yellow lightning. God, if they did yellow lightning, I would – Yeah. Uh, you would see me in the news. Um, right. um, I got a question for you. What's, yes. So do you have a favorite third jersey that's come out so far? Because I've I – have There's three, some good ones. Three. You have three. Okay, have let me hear your three. I got to I gotta okay. take a second to ponder, but I definitely have some on the top of my head. I mean, let me hear your three. I mean, I really like a lot of them. Some honorable mentions. I really like that the Devils are bringing back the, the green outline jersey. Those that were, one's yep, cool. Like that the was green, well done. The green, the green well accents. Done. I think that's really nice. Um, my third favorites are the ones that come back. I really like the black Hurricanes jerseys with the with the flags, the hurricane flags. I think that one's really cool. And you it, know what? I'm growing on it. I'm growing on it. Thing. I didn't like when it at first. When it first came out, like not crazy about it, but it looks really good on the ice. Like I saw the Hurricanes playing in it, and it actually looks really good. Um, and I think the logo is cool. Um, and then. I honestly, tie for first. Um, Colorado Avalanche, which I have been on record for the last three years saying that they should make these their primary jerseys. Get rid of the the A, the Avalanche A, because it's really outdated. It's it's so early 2000s. And I'm like, 
Just just do away with it completely. It's it's very outdated. Go with this. This is way more up to speed. It looks so much better with the sea and the mountain. I, I think it looks so awesome. And they have the little Colorado flag on the shoulder as well. And I have that tied with the Coyotes throwbacks. Okay. Because yeah, the, that's one of the, them. What's it called? Um, the Makita or whatever. Not Makita, but it's... Uh, the Kachina. Kachina, yeah. yeah. So the Kachina jerseys. Man, those things are fire. Yeah. Absolute fire flames. That logo is amazing. So if we're going to talk third jerseys, I do want to mention on your point about the Avalanche. I like the Avalanche primary jerseys, but I do agree with you. They're new third jerseys, which aren't really new, but you get the point. They're they're beautiful. They're, they're just beautiful so gorgeous. Jerseys. And if they and if they get like a white jersey to match it, just invert the colors. Like oh yeah, white, that would look nice. I'm looking at a picture on, right now. Blue on the shoulders, it would look so good. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture right now, and I'm just like drooling. It's beautiful. It's um, they need to make them their primary jerseys. So I will so say, good. I did talk their jerseys in my newsletter. Feel free to follow Weiss Hockey Newsletter. It's beautiful. Shameless plug. Every week's gonna happen. Um, I did talk about them a bit. I did give the Avalanche one a nine out of ten. I thought it was beautiful. Very well done. Uh, the Hurricanes one that you mentioned, I gave it a six. Uh, I thought it was just a little bit too boring with the double down on the gray on the top, but I'm starting to grow on it. I said that at the time, but I'm starting to grow on it. The one that I like the most and the one I like the least, the one I like the most, St. Louis Blues. That blue jersey is so clean. It's efficient. It does its job, and it's just, oh, it's a beauty. It's an absolute beauty. They, yeah, it's their nice. 2017 Winter Classic jersey. Uh, it's their third jersey. They've it's It's a replica of their old school jersey. It's very well done, it, it really, and that's it how really you should jump, do a really third jumps jersey. Off, jumps off the cloth. You know, I'm so I'm fine with new third jerseys, but I think going to traditional as your third and using that it doesn't have to be the exact same traditional third jersey or uh, like old school jersey, but using that as inspiration I think is huge because then if you don't do that, you get what the Winnipeg Jets did, which is a heaping pile of garbage. It I looks don't... like it looks like a beer league jersey. It is a beer league jersey. Okay, it's garbage. Hot take. I don't hate it because. People are saying like, Dog. where did this, where did this script come from? Like all that, they've been wearing that script on their helmet. I don't for, mind for the a... script that much. It's just well, a boring it. jersey. It's it's straight light blue, which I mean, I is fine. A, I think it has just a, it, it, it's just so it, to me, it looks like a practice jersey for a team in Europe. I put that I in my newsletter. I'm keeping I don't, that here. I don't mind it at all. I know I know most people hate it. I've seen better um, high school jerseys. Whatever. Anyhow, That's uh, just other me. other part of it too. Other another one. Quick shout out. Um, the Flames, of course, bringing back the, the retro red and white and yellow jerseys. I really like those ones as well. Like very clean, very simple. Um, anyhow, let's uh, let's keep moving. Yeah. You want? Did you want to talk about the uh, the downfall? No. No. We'll just, we'll I was just, we'll I was going to briefly yeah I was going to briefly mention I feel bad for uh, King Henrik. Um, I'm now taking bets on when Henrik Lundqvist murders his first defenseman, um, and guessing on how to do it. If I was Henrik Lundqvist. The first defenseman I would kill is probably Anthony D'Angelo because, as a former Lightning player, I actually know who that is, and he does not play defense. Um, and Henrik Lundqvist needs a little bit of help, even though he won't admit it, and D'Angelo does not do that. Is he even playing? I don't even know if he's playing. All I know is Henrik Lundqvist is going to take his stick and just spear that man through the heart. Um, it. Yeah, so but that's my thoughts on King Henrik, and I am taking those betting odds. And Speaking, speaking of betting odds. Speaking of betting odds um, I'll talk a little bit of hockey betting because I – so here's the thing. I have been a longtime observer of sports betting in general, yep. um, but not much of a participant except for on a few few occasions. I actually made some money on the Patriots losing the Super Bowl, which was funny. Um, <laughs> but anyhow – Wait, Doug, are you a Patriots fan? You could say that. And you um, bet against the Patriots. Oh, bless your heart. I bet against the Patriots on the Super Bowl, and it actually worked. Um, anyhow, um, I want, but I did win my first hockey bet last night. I took the Capitals on the puck line. Um, Do you want to explain a little bit what puck line is? Yeah, sure. Our, so our puck players? line. So if you if you're familiar with traditional point spreads, 
in in football, you know, there's whatever. You can be a seven-point underdog, seven-point favorite, and you have to make up that certain amount of points, right? So in hockey, because there's less scoring, they only do uh, 1.5 as the point spread at all times. It's always 1.5, which means the team has to win by two, essentially. The, the favorite has to win by two. The, the Yeah, the favorite has to win by two. And, you know, but because of that, they actually get more money on the money line. So if you bet on a team to win by two, you know, generally they have a plus money line. So last night, for example, I took the Capitals on the on the puck line. And because of that, they were plus 180. And I won that bet, which, by the way, that game went back and forth like crazy. It was I'm sure your heart was I, doing really well. <laughs> when, oh, my God. I, I was tuning in and it was they were up two, they let one up. So then they were down. They were up one. Then they were up two. Then they were up one. Then they were up two. Oh, my God. Like, it went back and forth so many times. I was tearing my hair out, but they won. So that's I, I won my bet. So Cha-ching. Cha-ching. The important things in life. And then I can lose it all. So then I can lose it all on college football this weekend. <laughs> um, but anyhow, um, you know, that's hockey bets. Hockey uh, bets tonight. I'll tell you who I've got. Um, I took two bets tonight. I'm taking the over, which, by the way, overs in the, in the beginning of the season when teams are just always – there's been so much scoring at the beginning of the oh, season. Crazy high and, and there was last year, too. Yeah. Same deal. Like at the beginning of the year with a lot of goals. There's always a ton of goals. So at the beginning of the year, take lots of overs. And so right now, so tonight I took Edmonton uh, in Boston, and I took the over of that. It's a it's uh, over of six. Um, I think that's that was pretty low. There was some, I think six is the amount of goals that that top line of Boston is going to score against the Oilers. Terrible, exactly. Terrible and, defense. Yeah, the Oilers have a terrible defense. And, like, I wouldn't put it past the Oilers to pull, to pull, pull a couple themselves. Um, so I'm taking the Oilers and the Bruins uh, pl- uh, over. And then I also, and this is probably a stupid bet, but I'm doing it anyway. Um, I took the Colorado Avalanche on the puck line, so minus one and a half with a plus 240 money line. So that's like big money if they win, but they're on the road in Buffalo. The Avalanche did not look good in their first road game. The Sabres have looked pretty decent at home. So this was probably a dumb bet, but... Yeah, I, good, it was, you know what? Chances. It was, it was big money. They, Vegas, they, they, they baited me in, and it worked. So it's all right. The Golden Knights baited everyone in last year, and it worked. So yeah, it's, uh, that's Vegas for so, you. Yeah, um, and I goes. find it, I find it funny because for those of you listening right now, there's a, like I'd say hundred, but I'm not going to. Ninety nine percent chance when you're listening to this right now, that these games already happened. So and you'll be able, to, you'll be able to laugh at yeah. me when the Sabers <laughs> actually won the game and not even just lost by one. It'll be like six nothing so. Sabers. You're like, wow, Doug, you're stupid. Yeah, I'm dumb. Doug, you're not dumb. And I'm sure and it's I'm just sure your birthday. I'm sure the I'm sure the You'll under will be dumb on your birthday. I'm sure the under will hit on the Oilers and Bruins too. Um yeah. Anyhow, let's uh let's move on. Yeah, um, so you, you, recent news. Yeah, so Okay, I'll so you got a piece that. of news and then you have a story to go with it. So I do. So Roberto Luongo is injured currently. Yeah. Um He got hurt playing against the Lightning. It was the season opener for both teams. Both teams only played one game so far, by the way, which is incredibly weird considering that most teams have played either 3 or 4. Um, but Luongo got hurt in the game against the Lightning. He went down actually like two or three times in that game before. Uh, that actually went down twice before that happened. Um, but one of his players fell on his leg. Did not look good, and he's out week to week, um, which obviously, you know, it sucks for Luongo, a big part of that Panthers team, a team that's, you know, a very good chance to be a playoff team this year, definitely on the bubble for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so losing him and having Reimer play multiple games is going to be interesting to watch. James Reimer, the backup there in Florida, as per usual, he did well last year at the end of the season with the Panthers. Um, but I do bring that up for two reasons. One, because we want to talk about it, it's news. But also because Roberto Luongo being hurt is a travesty for the sport of hockey. And that is because Roberto Luongo is one of the best characters in the sport of hockey. 
Um, and for those of you who don't know, he is on Twitter, but he's not on Twitter under Roberto Luongo, just like our guest coming up, Sean McIndoo, is not on Twitter as Sean McIndoo. He's on Twitter as Down Goes Brown. And we'll explain that later on. We'll ask him about the meaning behind that. But Luongo is on Twitter as Strombone1. And I can't really give you the meaning behind that necessarily, but all you need to know is for a long time, he was under that name because it was fun to be like the mystery guy. Now everybody knows who, who it is. It's Luongo. But his avatar... I'm pretty sure it still is his avatar on Twitter, is a picture of a goalie with the question mark in it, like a goalie silhouette with a question mark. And the point, point is um, it kind of makes fun of the fact that hockey players aren't supposed to be fun, but he's still fun. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to bring it all the way around. The reason Luongo is such a great character, the reason I love him to death, it was a preseason game back when I was in high school. The Lightning were playing the Panthers in Tampa. Luongo wasn't playing. It was a preseason game. Who cares? He was on the bench. So a buddy, my buddy Jeremy and I, we go over to the Panthers bench, we knock on the glass where Luongo is to try to get a picture with him. Um, and this is the seats right there were empty at the time that the couple that was sitting there had left. So we, we po- posted up right in front of the bench on the glass, try to get a picture with Roberto Luongo. Luongo looks over, sees we're posing and smiling and looking for a picture, wearing our lightning jerseys, sees us, smiles at us, and then turns his face away and puts his glove over his face. <laughs> it was the Troll. cheekiest move I've seen. And I do have the picture. I'll put it on Twitter. Um, so you guys can see it uh, if you go check out our Twitter at Melting Pond Pod P O D. Um, we'll put it up there. Um, and so I put it on Twitter after the game, and I was like, "Why are you so shy?" You know, I tagged him, whatever. I thought it was funny. I woke up the next morning, and I have a DM. I'm like, "Hmm, I wonder who DM'd me." And Roberto Luongo, one of the best characters in hockey, an interesting guy, and an even better person, slid into my DMs. Um, and I will pull up the exact quote Slide so I don't across sound... the crease and into the DMs. Seriously, I'll pull up the exact quote so I don't misquote what he said. Um, but it was just the the funniest thing waking up because it you know it got decent um, it got decent attention on Twitter for me. I got like a handful of likes, yeah. a retweet or two. My buddy Jeremy has a pretty good following as well with Lightning fans, and so because of that, um, it got around a little bit, not enough to be worth a lot of attention. Um, and I'm pulling up that, that quote right now, which is why I'm kind of stalling. Um, but but it, was like, it was so funny. He slid in my DMs. I was like, okay, yeah. sure. I mean, Roberto Longo is a great A human being. Like, he's great dude from everything that I've seen of him. Um, I mean, and I don't want to bring up this story necessarily because we're in the middle of still this Twitter thingy. But he was amazing um, after the Parkland shootings in Florida last year. Oh, very um, true. He was... He was like the spokesperson for the team, and he. I remember right after it happened, he came out onto the ice and addressed all the fans and said, "Like, we're with you. Like, we're here. We're strong with you." He's just a great guy. I think. I think he. Person. I think he lives in Parkland. If I'm not, he does. Yeah, he lives in Parkland, and I think his kids go to that school. And too. his kids go to and his kids go to that. If school. If I'm not mistaken, if they don't go to that school, then they go to school nearby. But he, I'm almost positive. They right. Go to so, that so too. it really hit home for him, and he was, and he was nothing but a class act about it, and uh, pretty amazing. Oh, you got the tweet? I do. Okay, so I, I'm gonna pull up the picture so you guys can see it. Um, but first, I'm going to read the, t- the DM. So he slid my DMs, and he said, quote, I was just messing with you guys. The left side of my face doesn't photograph well. Smiley face. So there's the picture. There you see Luongo, his glove covering his face. He slid my DMs. It was great. So that's, that's my Luongo funny. story. Nice. Um, so, Lou, we hope you get better. And yeah. uh, please keep Come being back. silly. I mean, yeah, keep being the man. Um, let's move on. Um, yeah. Speaking of goalies. So let's talk about more goalies. Um, let's just briefly talk about Cam Ward and Cam Ward's garbage. We, so we were talking about this He's during garbage. We, we were talking about this during the week, um, before we were recording this week. 
And just the fact that Cam Ward has just not had that great a career in general. Like, and <laughs> and yet he keeps I getting have so many things he to keeps, say. He keeps well. We, let's try <laughs> and keep so this. Let's issues. try to keep it relatively brief. But yeah. But <laughs> but Cam, like, man, that guy is. He he has the perception of being a really good goalie, even though he's never had any great. I don't even seasons. think he has a perception anymore. I think he's lost it. And like, I mean, okay, yeah. So like, this is a man. This Cam Ward is a Joe Flacco of the NHL, and I refuse any other schools of thought because Joe Flacco took a decent Ravens team, played one good postseason, and earned himself a stupid contract. And Cam Ward did the exact same thing as a rookie back in '06. Hurricanes won the cup behind Cam Ward's fantastic play as a rookie goaltender. He came into that postseason with a decent first year. He went 14-8. and eight. He had a 3.6 goals against average and an 8.82 save percentage. That's not good. That's terrible. terrible. But he goes into the postseason in relief of Martin uh, Gerber, Gerber, whatever the heck his name is. It's like the baby food, uh, Gerber, yeah, whatever. Gerber. Um, anyway, he comes in in relief. And he has an incredible postseason. Really, really good stuff. Like, you know, congrats to him. Really well done. Whoop-de-doo, right? He goes in that postseason. He wins the Conn Smythe going 15-8, and 2-1-4 goals against, 9-20 save percentage. Congrats. Awesome. He has not done anything relevant in the last whatever many years. He's been playing since 05-06. Yeah. So it's almost 14-year career. He, nearly 13-14-year his... to 14 year career. He's turned out of one solid postseason. His best save percentage he's ever put up and this was actually by a pretty decent margin was 9-2-3 in 2010-2011 that was his best season best five six goals against 923 save percentage nine yeah 923 save percentage and that's not even that great and that's the best save percentage he's put up by seven points it looks like let's let's go through since so. since that postseason run here's his save percentages 897 904 916 916 there's that 923 season 915, 908, 898, 910, 909, 905, 906, 843. I hate everything about every stat. Well, 843 read. is where he's at right now. Right, with which, the, which with, is not good. He honestly, got a job but. with his first other team that's not Carolina with the Blackhawks. He's looked terrible. Like, Cam, you're a nice guy. I feel for you. I'm not trying to be mean. But, you like, I don't know how you keep getting a job. I don't. The, I poor, really don't. the poor Blackhawks. Your man. agent needs a raise. The poor like, Blackhawks, man, they. I mean, this whole Corey Crawford situation is so sad, and I feel for him. You know, and it really messes messes with they the team. If they hadn't won three cups in, in five years, well, yeah. I'd if I didn't, worse, if I didn't, but I don't. If I didn't completely revel in the Blackhawks' misery at all times, then I'd be sad about this. But I'm not really sad for them. It's so, funny because they're gonna. I'm have, sad for Corey Crawford. They're but, gonna have two goalies in 17 games. Yeah, I've. I'm not. It's a reference to your two goals in 17 seconds. Whatever, dude. <laughs> fuck off. All right. Um, <laughs> Love you, right. Have you Anyhow, birthday? That's yeah, my yeah, birthday yeah. gift. Um, um, I do want to briefly mention, uh, before we get into our interview, by the way, we're going to wrap it really quick and head and get Sean on the phone. Um, I do want to talk about the NWHL is back, National Women's Hockey League. I worked there for a year. I've covered it since. I've you know kept tabs on it. You know, Just want to say good luck to everyone playing this season. Um, I've had a few friends retire this offseason, Anya Badalino, Sam Faber, both incredible hockey players that both retired. Uh, but good luck to my homie, my friend, and uh, my amiga, or amigo, I don't speak Spanish, whatever. Kelly Babstock with the Buffalo Buttes, her first season not in Connecticut in a very long time. Uh, she will hit you before she shoots the puck, even if she doesn't have to. She's incredible to watch. A lot of fun, and uh, good luck to the Buttes and all of the NWHL in their season. Hard-nosed uh, hard hockey. Hard-nosed hockey. Love, love to hear that, no matter where it is. Yep. She's an incredible hockey player and loves to hit people. And good luck to everyone else, including... Haley Scarupa, who we plan on bringing along on this podcast later yeah, on. Yeah, hope so. Uh, if we can grab her. I know she's busy with the season. Anyway, 
why don't we get into our interview with Sean? I'm sure he's on the line. And uh, let's get into that and bring Sean aboard. Sean, thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. And uh, so obviously Andrew Weiss alongside Doug Greenberg. We've got some exciting stuff coming up for those of you at home who do not know Sean. He is a writer for The Athletic. I'd say the biggest free agent signing in Toronto this off season, <laughs> And uh, we're happy to have you uh, previously with Sportsnet and, of course, known on Twitter as Down Goes Brown, a great reference to a good time in Toronto hockey perhaps. Um, so for those at home who are listening that might not necessarily understand the Down Goes Brown reference, what kind of context can you can you give to that? Uh, the context is it's in 1992. The Toronto Maple Leafs are playing the Chicago Blackhawks at Maple Leaf Gardens. It's a Norris Division matchup, so needless to say, uh, a, a brawl breaks out, uh, a line brawl, and the usual suspects are fighting over by the benches, and suddenly at center ice, well away from everyone else, Sylvain Lefebvre pairs off with Rob Brown. And if you uh, were around in that era, you'd know two things about Rob Brown. Number one, he was a guy that nobody liked. He had he had the long hair and just he just had that face where you know and, and he and he was and he was a great player, so he usually score a ton against your team. Uh, and he wasn't a fighter, so the 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 idea that he was going to score off with Sylvain Lefebvre got the crowd uh, uh, really going, and they started throwing bombs. And as it happened, Sylvain Lefebvre got the best of it, put Rob Brown down, and and Joe Bowen, the Leafs' uh, legendary. Uh, radio and TV voice started yelling, down goes Brown, down goes Brown, a play off the, the famous down goes Frazier boxing call. And for some reason, it just really stuck with Leaf fans. This was like a regular season game. It wasn't a, you know, it wasn't meaningful. It didn't really matter. Rob Brown was fine. He got up and skated off. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, it was the kind of thing I think most cities probably would have forgot about it. But it's 1992. If you're a Leafs fan, you didn't have a lot going on back then. So you kind of <laughs> took your highlights where you could get it. And yeah, that, that, game just uh, stuck with stuck with me and stuck with a lot of people and became one of those kind of fun little cult moments that uh, fan bases have and so when I started uh, blogging and I was getting tired of staring at the empty name field in my uh, <laughs> blog setup page for for three months uh, that popped into my head and uh, after about three seconds of uh, due diligence and consideration I typed it in and off we went well I will say and I'm not sure how you'll feel about this, whether or not you're going to hang up the phone. The uh, the first time I saw your name on Twitter, which was where um, the first time I had interaction with your work, I originally thought it was a Dustin Brown reference because this was at the time where the Kings were actually not completely old and inept. And so I was like, oh, Brown, Dustin Brown, interesting. And then I actually did a little research and I realized you know, how foolish that mistake was. Yeah, I've I've heard that the Dustin Brown theory from from a bunch of people. That's that's the number one uh, <laughs> mistaken theory that I hear. The other one, I, I get people, and this one always confuses me. I get people who think it's a reference to Dave Brown, the really? infamous, uh, you know, Oilers and Flyers tough guy uh, from the '80s and '90s, which doesn't make any sense to me because I don't remember Dave Brown ever getting knocked down. It, it, <laughs> it, it was it was down goes whoever was fighting Dave Brown. So I don't know, I don't Brown, know where that would come from. But Brown yeah, Brown, the, Brown knocks him down. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, but no, it is, it is Rob Brown. And I have to say, I've, uh, I actually, uh, a little while ago, Rob Brown has a, has a radio show in Edmonton and he had me on his show and it was the first time that, that he and I had actually talked in person. Uh, and he was, he was a really good guy. He had a great sense of humor about it. He, he was very funny. He told a story about, uh, going into the dressing room and, uh, you know, seeing, uh, I think it was Dirk Graham and, uh, and saying to Dirk Graham that, you know, I, I think he, you know, I, I think he caught me in the jaw 
And Dirk Graham looking over at him and going, well, yeah, I suspect so, because that's where all the blood's shooting out from. <laughs> so it was it was quite funny, because I, I do get asked that a lot. People say, like, what does Rob Brown think of all this? And I'm sure he... I'm sure he doesn't love having one of his more embarrassing moments, uh, you know, have getting reminded of that uh, off and on over the years. But he's he's always been a uh, a good sport and uh, and had a good sense of humor about it. Yeah, see, for a long time, you know, down goes Brown. Like I said, I thought it was Dustin Brown. I'm glad I'm not the only one. That's that helps the uh, the confidence a bit. Um, I'm sure that the Kings would like down goes Brown to refer to his cap hit right now. Um, but besides that, I appreciate the, uh, the historical context of it. Um, so we do have a few uh, brief talking points for you and then some more fun things uh, coming up in this brief half an hour that we have you for. Uh, the first one we have on the docket is uh, I'm, I'm curious your thoughts on Seattle hockey. The news obviously last week that the board had decided unanimously to say, yeah, sure, why not Seattle hockey? I'm curious your thoughts on not only expansion to Seattle, but also expansion that is not in Quebec. Well, I mean, I think we've all known this was coming for for a while now. It's it's probably been a good year that uh, right. the league has made it clear that this was on the way. And and you know, I guess to their credit, uh, uh, once once it was it was clear that the wind was blowing in this direction, they uh, they stopped just short of telling us this was definitely going to happen. But they 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 didn't lead on and anyone in Quebec City because I, I know this is very frustrating and disappointing for fans in Quebec City you know they've got this nice new arena and it, it looked like this was the opportunity and and now I think there there's some concern that it's going to be a Hamilton situation where uh the team just never comes and the nice new arena suddenly becomes a nice old arena and and then your your opportunity is lost uh and I'd love to see hockey back in Quebec I'd love to see more teams in Canada but at the same time, Seattle makes a lot of sense. Uh, it, you know, you you look at how how they want to balance the conferences. Uh, you look at it as a as a market, as a TV market, as a, a rivalry with Vancouver, which uh, which should be excellent. I think it makes a lot of sense. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, how they put that team together and how that that goes in the early going. Now that the Golden Knights have completely reset expectations about <laughs> what's possible for an expansion team. Yeah, Stanley Cup um, or bust, I, right? <laughs> exactly, but I, I do. You know, my my heart does go out a little bit to, to fans of Quebec. I I understand. Also, when you look at the Canadian economy, it, there there is always this this feeling that you know, as the dollar goes up or down, uh, that really has a big impact on the financial viability of of the teams up here that aren't Toronto or Montreal. Um, I you just hope that at some point, I'd love to see them get a team. I don't know if it's going to be expansion. Uh, maybe it's a team moving. What I hope doesn't happen is they don't become the team that just gets used as the decoy for the next decade, where every other team, every time Calgary needs a new arena or Ottawa wants a new arena or whoever else, that we hear all about Quebec City for a few months and then the arena deal gets done and we don't hear from them again. Because that's that's a terrible way to go uh, go through life as a hockey fan, and, and there's a lot of hockey fans and, and real good ones in Quebec right now. Yeah, and I don't think it's, you know, it's not especially fair to them to to dangle it in front of their face like that, you know, and I and clearly there are some franchises, you know, I think 32 is a nice round number. It, I think it would be a little, I think it would be a little much to try and add a 33rd. So I think at this point, if they're going to move, so if, they, if they're going to do it, I think they're going to move someone, you know, just, just kind of my thoughts on that. Um, you know, also there's been talk about what the potential mascot's going to be for this team. <laughs> um, I've heard a lot of good ones. Uh, have you heard anything with your ear to the ground? 
Uh, you know, no, no inside information. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I've, I, I know I, w- we've seen the list that they put out that uh, they were doing sort of an informal vote, and uh, yeah, I've, you know, I've, I've heard uh, some of them that I like. You know, Sasquatch, I like that one. Is that your, I, I don't is that your the, dog in the fight? Do you have a specific? I, you know one? what? I don't know if I'm, I, I'm as sold. I like, I'm, I'm an old school guy, so you know, I go like Metropolitans or something like that, and and go with the or, old uh, or the uh, the Emeralds. You know, like yeah, 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 the emeralds. Yeah. I don't know. I and I know a lot of people love krakens. Like that, yeah. I've heard well, that one is. That's I'm, I'm that's my dog. My dog is that. kraken. Well, we're single, okay. singular kraken. We're we're a, we're a kraken podcast here. We're <laughs> okay. we're we're definitely you're, big on that. In all fairness, kraken. we're also yeah. a pro greedy podcast. So you know, yeah. I don't know how. So it gives you I'm on board with that. <laughs> I'm I'm 100 on board. I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I would, I would put gritty ahead of Kraken. Let's put it that way. <laughs> the Seattle sense I didn't expect now, to say. It today, I, but. I did see um, the Seattle did release their a mock-up of their practice facility, and they did have the Metropolitan's banner in that with the jerseys with the logo. Um, I'm not sure necessarily if that is a nod to the past, if that's what they could be looking at for the future. Um, I'm curious. I don't know if you saw that or not. Uh, your thoughts on on what that would, uh, if that's just a. A yeah. mind game, or if it's I, actually I had, real. I had seen that. I think that was. Uh, I, I I don't think that really told us much, other than that they are going to include that history, and that's fine. That that precedent's been set here in Ottawa. They they've got the banners from the old version of the senators hanging uh, as uh, as as Stanley Cup banners. So I, I don't have a problem with Seattle doing the same thing. You know, it was the last, first American team to ever win the Stanley Cup. Last Stanley Cup before the NHL uh, became became a league. Uh, that's a great piece of history. I, I think they should they should push that and celebrate it. Whether that includes the team name and logos and that sort of thing, I'm, I'm sure the marketing consultants will get the final say on that. And whatever they feel is going to put the most dollars in the cash register is is what I'm sure they'll go with. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, dollar dollar bills. It's, uh, it makes the world go around. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> those Ottawa banners just a good reminder of when things were a little bit better. <laughs> Gathering dust. Um, Anyhow, uh, speaking of banners, let's talk about the uh, the reigning champs. The um, saying that, yeah, it the, bothers me to say the that. reigning <laughs> the reigning Stanley Cup champion, Washington Capitals. We can say that, and it is a completely true statement. Um, you know, they've come out of the gates pretty hot. They uh, they won seven nothing against my Bruins on opening night. <laughs> Took that a little tough. They they had a good win last night. Um, you know, what are your impressions on the uh, on the Caps this year? Yeah, I've. I mean, they've certainly been a lot of fun to watch. I, I'm sure that that Pittsburgh game kind of gave gave some folks some some pause there. But uh, you know, th- this is a good team, and it's uh, you know, it's funny. I, I didn't. I was watching the preseason predictions roll in, and I, I don't know if I saw anybody pick Washington uh, to to repeat. Which is, you know, in one sense, that's that's typically the way these things go. We ne- nobody ever wants to pick the repeat because you're not going to get any credit even if it does come through. But it, it was sort of uh, uh, interesting to me that you've got a team that that won a championship, brought back pretty much the entire team. I mean, short of the backup goalie, this is this is the same squad, uh, and yet everybody just kind of seemed to want to shrug and and move on to other things. Um, it's it's hard to repeat obviously i i mean the the get, getting to the final takes a lot out of you it's a very short turnaround to get to the next season and uh i you know i, I certainly wouldn't pick them as as any kind of favorite but they're a good team uh you know they they were real good last year they're real good again this year and uh from the first few games at least they're also going to be a lot of fun to watch yeah kuznetsov has been unreal so far for that team obviously ovechkin scoring like he always does, which I'm sure he'll keep doing till he's 52, uh, just because Ovechkin. Um, on the other side of things, looking at 
the teams that went to the Stanley Cup last year, Vegas has gotten off to a very slow start. Uh, and there might be a little bit of worry out there in the Sin City. I'm curious your thoughts on the other team that made it to the finals last year. Yeah, I mean, we were all kind of, you could feel it all through last year, even through the playoffs. Everybody was just ready to write this team off when it came to next year. You know, there, there was a tipping point last year where you went, okay, you know what, this is for real. This team actually is good. Uh, and then all the uh, all the pessimists just started looking forward to to next season and saying, yeah, but you know what? That's that's when the regression is going to come. They're going to come back to earth, and and we all were completely ready to have Vegas missing the playoffs in our predictions because you have to do that when you make predictions. You have to have a few teams that were really good last year that missed the playoffs, and and Vegas was a slam dunk, uh, easy pick to to kind of slot in in that category. And then they went and had the offseason they had, and suddenly they got Paul Stastny, they got Max Pacioretty, and you're sitting there going, these guys might even be be better. And it's you know to see them start off slow, uh, you know I wasn't expecting this. I wasn't expecting them to kind of crawl out of the gate like this. At the end of the day, I think they're a bubble playoff team, and and I don't think the start has has changed that for me all that much. Uh, you know, the last year we we all remember how the NHL basically served them up just a, a piece of cake schedule for the first ten games or so to make sure they got off to a decent start. And instead of getting off to a decent start, they got off to a ridiculous start and, and kind of rode that momentum the whole way. Uh, you know, it, it, we will we'll see what happens if if this continues. I I think we're all sort of fascinated to find out what's going to happen in Las Vegas if the team is a last place team instead of a Stanley Cup contender and and do they still fill the building and is it still so loud or is it still a a, a prime ticket or does everyone just move on to something else but I don't think we're going to find that out this year I, I think this team is is pretty good and and pretty good in the sense of being right around that that wild card race maybe maybe a bit above if things break right you know I, I did end up going to a Vegas game last year in Vegas, and I can definitely attest to what you said. The crowd was unbelievable. It was so loud I couldn't hear anything, and it was a show. It was a Vegas show, and it was, it was yeah, I mean, classic. I mean, it's pretty much what you would expect out of Vegas. It's, I mean, it's a party there, and and again, like this is something where I think that Ve- this Vegas hockey team is setting a really good precedent for having uh, professional sports teams in Las Vegas um, you know, it's a trend that I really want to continue. Um, I think baseball would go great there. I think, I mean, I think all four major sports would go great there. Um, obviously, the Raiders are moving there in a couple of years, but anyhow. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get one more team's expectations from you, and I don't think I think it would be a disservice if we didn't ask your thoughts on this year's Maple Leaf season. I man, I hope you're watching the games because they're, they're fun <laughs> as hell, man. They. Uh... They, there, there is no team in the league that you should uh, be be dropping everything to watch more than the Maple Leafs right now because they look like the Harlem Globetrotters out there uh, in terms of the offense. You know, somehow Toronto being Toronto, you would think it would be impossible for anybody to exceed the hype. But you know, Austin Matthews is doing it, John Tavares is doing it, Mitch Marner's doing it, Morgan Riley's doing it. Everybody in terms of putting the puck into the net uh, is is pretty much. Uh, is is pretty much going above and beyond expectations, and it's great to watch. They, but they can't keep the puck out. You know, Frederick Anderson hasn't been great. Garrett Sparks had one start, wasn't great. Uh, the defensive system is is not really there. Uh, which, if you're not Mike Babcock, makes this an amazing team to watch. I mean, that that game against the Blackhawks on on Sunday, the the seven six game with the the dueling celebrations with Matthews and Kane. I mean, that was great. That that was absolutely great. That's one of those games where 
you know, you, you take someone who's not a hockey fan, who doesn't really get it, and you sit them down and say, watch this game, and then tell me at the end of the game if what, what you think, and you're going to make a new hockey fan. And there's, there's so many games that this NHL gives us over the course of a season that are the exact opposite, where if, if somebody who isn't a hockey fan sits down and watches one of these 2-1 snooze fests in November, it, they'll never come back. You will never, ever get them to try try the league again. So, I, you know, scoring's up around the league. We've, we've got other teams that are that are having scores like this and games like this, but the Leafs are kind of leading the way. I'd love to see it continue. I know that it won't because Mike Babcock isn't going to let it continue, <laughs> and, and he's not the highest-paid coach in the league uh, so that he can sit around and watch seven to six games. Uh, so I'm sure, you know, we'll we'll get some boring Leafs games pretty soon. Uh, just the way the coaches like it, and and nobody else does. But for now, at least, uh, it's it's been awesome, and and you know, and they're a good team, and you know, they're winning. And uh, you know, I know they say defense wins in the playoffs. Maybe it does. Uh, you know, maybe not. But it for now, at least, those a seven six win gives you just as many points in the standings as a two one win does. So uh, I'm I'm hoping they keep it up for a while before uh, before Coach Mike strangles the life out of it yeah and i mean that's absolutely true i actually saw a stat last night saying that um there's some like some crazy number like 15 players have multi-goal games already if to this point in the season the only team that has multiple players who have done that are the maple Leafs with matthews and Tavares, obviously but you know as you mentioned the the defense is a little bit weak do you see them maybe making a move for a defenseman like towards the trade deadline or some or something like that. I mean, that's definitely the the prime area and, and and it's not just the defense, it's the right side of the defense. The left side's pretty good. Morgan Riley's a really good player. Jake Gardner yeah. I, I know has a tendency to make the big mistake that gets him on the highlights, but but he's a pretty good player. And they have Travis Dermott on the third pair on the left side, uh, who's who's apparently now going to shift over to the right for at least a little while, and they'll try that. But it's it's that right hand side. It's the you know the Ron Hainsey zone that's uh, uh, that's a big issue, and you can see it. I mean, you, you see it the way uh, when you look at the you know, charts of how teams play against the Leafs. Everybody's just going in on the right side because they know that's that's the weak point. Uh, obviously, that's something they need to address. At the end of the day, there's not a lot of Drew Doughty's out there that uh, you know just just waiting on the trade market. If if there were, they'd uh, you know the people would be grabbing them. Uh, uh, you know, it's it's unfortunate that really there's there's been one elite defenseman uh, on the trade market in the last few years, and that was Eric Carlson, who was never in a million years going to be traded to uh, to Toronto. So uh, you know that they they might have to find a solution that a little lower down the lineup. You know, maybe something that can help on that second pair. I know everybody is is looking at William Nylander and and that contract situation and saying is he the piece that you move to upgrade the blue line and and yeah I mean I think you look at that if there's a William Nylander equivalent out there available I I don't think there are too many I I you know so you look at some of the names that are out there those aren't guys I would move William Nylander even with a contract dispute to get so I'm not sure exactly how it goes uh, you know that they're. I am watching the situation in New York with Kevin Shattenkirk because I, I do wonder, you know, him being a righty, if that's a situation where at some point if the Rangers were willing to eat some salary, uh, is that a guy who who maybe the Leafs would look at uh, to, to bring in with only a couple of years left on his contract, not not as big a commitment as, as other guys would need? Um, you know, but I, I think that's more the level that you're looking at versus Kyle Dubas being able to go out and get some Norris candidate uh, because those guys just just aren't out there if if they were the Leafs are pretty well positioned to make a run at them and to and to pay the price to get them the the problem is you know right now the Leafs are the customer 
sitting at the store with a, a fistful of money ready to buy and and just none of the stores are open well i appreciate your thoughts on the maple leaves of course some an area that you understand a lot more than we do um just with your constant uh coverage and of course um you're surrounded by toronto maple leafs fans i'm sure you hear a lot from them often whenever you're posting about them and do have a very few quick uh little, little games for you that little skits that we do um if you have the quick time for it uh we only yeah, have sure. three left and then we're gonna give you time to uh plug your book if you'd like to we're happy to give you that airtime. Um, but before that, we have something we like to call the simile minute. We're going to give you uh, a name, a team, a player, something like that, and we're going to say this blank is like blank, and you just fill in that second one, what you think about that person, that team, whatever it is. Okay. Uh, the very first one, we'll keep it simple, keep it easy. John Tavares is like blank. What does he mean to you? Oh, my goodness. Jo- John Tavares is... My as a Leaf fan, Homer, he's he's a miracle. The fact that the, <laughs> this actually happened, uh, you know, there, there's three perspectives. From a Leafs fan perspective, it's it's amazing. We love the guy. The fact that he came home, awesome. If you're somebody who hates the Leafs, he's your worst nightmare because not only is he a really good player, but now you have to listen to Leaf fans who, for years, think every good player desperately wants to come to the Maple Leafs, and then it actually happens, and the guy's like tweeting out pictures of his pajamas or his bed sheets and. <laughs> As a as a hockey fan in general, what I hope is that John Tavares is the start of players not being afraid to go to free agency and not feeling obligated to uh, to re-sign for a max length deal every opportunity they get, and and being willing to go out there and uh, and explore options, if only because I think that makes the offseason a lot more interesting and a lot more fun for fans. If there's a few big names, uh, you know, it, it's it. it gets driven home every single year when you've got the NHL and the NBA having their off seasons at the same time. And the NBA is just fascinating. I don't watch basketball. I, I could care less, but I'm fascinated by the NBA off season and everything's going on and big names are moving around. And, and then you look at the NHL and it's just nothing. And I would love to see John Tavares be the start of a trend back because it used to happen back towards star players, not being afraid to hit free agency. Yeah. I mean, uh, the NBA, in my mind, the offseason is way more exciting than the actual season. It's the you know it's the most exciting thing about basketball. Yeah. And it's better uh, than when you have like, oh, yay, Antoine Roussel, four-year deal. Like everyone's getting really out of their chairs for that. Yeah, so it would definitely be a good trend if uh, hockey can move in this direction. But anyway, we're going to give you another simile. Um, this is a guy who has been making a lot of headlines lately. So gritty is like blank. I, I, everyone on Twitter's done better, uh, better versions of this than I could. I mean, he's he's like the Philly fanatic, just just even on, so much better. Uh, <laughs> yeah, on on bath salts and uh, <laughs> he, he, I, I love him. Man. Like I I know when when he when that day when he first came out and people were freaking out and you know they were horrified from the moment that first video that they released to him <laughs> skating out and shaking his belly and uh, like. I, I was just dying. I I find him very funny, and uh, and you know, as he's a mascot, he's not you know, if you're some grizzled diehard hockey is a religion type fan, this isn't for you. It's for kids. It's for people who want to have a little bit of like I'm banging this drum constantly. This is almost I, I should I should get a tattoo or something. This is like <laughs> hockey is supposed to be fun. This is the whole reason we're doing this as fans and everything else is because we think the NHL is fun. If it stops being fun. There's no point we're wasting our time, and and this stuff is fun, and the celebrations are fun, and high-scoring games are fun, 
And, uh, you know, it's been a fun first couple of weeks, and uh, I, I hope it continues, and I hope the cranky old sourpuss types who want everything to be boring and block shots and nobody smiles and nobody celebrates, uh, I hope I hope they all fall off a cliff and, and leave the rest <laughs> of us to enjoy ourselves. So our, our next quick skit we have for you outside the simile, um, obviously, great answer for Gritty. I honestly think that whoever came up with the idea is probably on bath salts. So not a, not a wrong uh, comparison. Lost him again. Um, lost him. Lost him again. All right. Uh, Sean, we'll give you a quick call right back if you can hear us. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. It says connection back. Sean, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. There you go. Okay. We lost you God for a love technology. All right. Uh, did you hear everything that I just ran by? I, I heard you right up until, yeah, I, I heard everything. I heard Gertie, the guy who designed him, is on bath salts. And then, <laughs> and then I heard you guys say that, that you lost me. So uh, we can just pick up from there. Perfect. All right. Um, so we have a, another skit we like to call, let me give you a hypothetical. So in honor of the name of our skit, let me give you a hypothetical. <laughs> the year is 2017. And this is game seven, Eastern Conference Finals, Senators Penguins. And it's a close game. It's an overtime. And instead of Chris Kunitz scoring the game winner, the Senators find a way to score. They go to the Stanley Cup final. This is in this hypothetical universe. What happens to the Ottawa Senators? Now, we can say that they won the Stanley Cup or lost. It's up to you whether they win or lose in that final. Um, where, but wait, essentially, where are we at today? Do the Senators, yeah. are, they, are they still a gigantic mess that is the Canadian tire fire that is? You know what? I, I think a lot of it does depend on whether they win or not. I, I think if they go into the finals and they lose, it, it's it ends up being a pretty similar situation in that you know you, you you still you've had a great season. Everybody's excited. Everyone's getting extensions and getting you know and and, and everybody and and Eugene Melnick is doubling down on the self confidence and feeling like he's he's really put something together here. Uh, and then I think probably a lot of it maybe unravels the same way, you know, the, starting with the Kyle Turris situation, leading into Carlson's discontent, leading into attendance, maybe not quite being where they wanted it. And then Eugene Melnick opens his mouth at the outdoor game and, and the whole <laughs> thing just unravels. Uh, and, and, and then of course, a lot of the other off ice stuff that had no real relation to what was happening to the, to the team itself. If they win now, you're probably talking a different deal. I mean, they win a Stanley cup suddenly now, now. Even in this market, you're selling a ton of tickets. Uh, you're, you know, you, you've got players who are looking around, going, "Man, I got a ring here. I, I'm not going to bolt after one year. This is this is a good team. Even if they start off slow, even if they have a bad year, they're they're the defending champs. They're going to want to stick with it. Uh, so I, I imagine that things are much better in in that scenario. But if if they win and they go to the final, um, yeah, I, there there were just there were a lot of forces we didn't know about that were kind of pulling the team in this direction already at that point and. I think they're still there if, uh, uh, unless there's a, a championship banner hanging. It's amazing what Chris Kunitz can do to a whole team and franchise. Um, the last thing we do have for you in terms of a skit we call plus minus. Um, obviously a very outdated stat in today's hockey world. Not outdated here in our podcast booth. We love plus minus and not in the way we normally think. Um, we're going to give you a player, and this in this week we're going to give you Phil Kessel in honor of uh, Phil Kessel's glorious time in Toronto. Um Phil Kessel, he has 741 career points, and we're going to give you five players. And we're maybe, gonna see. maybe a few, maybe fewer. We don't need. Yeah, to if, you, if you got to go, we'll we'll wrap it. Oh, I can do. I, can, I I got time for Phil. Awesome. All right. always make, always, you you can Phil. always make time for Phil. Um, so he's 741 career points. Uh, we did the research. This was going into last uh, weekend. So a few of these guys are active, including Phil. Um, but these are still accurate numbers in terms of going into the beginning of the season. So going, we'll just say going to the season then for the mm -hmm. sake of the argument. Um, so I'll give you a player. I'm curious 
whether you think that this player in their career has more points or fewer points than Phil Kessel. Doug? All right, first one I got for you, Thomas Vanek. Thomas Vanek has got less. Incorrect. Just by a bit. He's got 12 more points going into the season, and I'm going to account that for the fact that he's bounced around on so many teams and still finds a way to score. 753 career points. Okay. All right, I'll give you a good old old old-timer, Matt Cullen. Matt, okay, Matt Cullen played for 40 years. (laughs) (laughs) Not wrong. Got about 20 points a season. I I got to see – I want to say less, but it's Matt Cullen. You wouldn't put him in the quiz if he had less, so I'm going to say more. So I'm the worst kind of person because I figured you'd go with that mindset. He actually does have less. He has 711 career points Wow! in over 1,400 games played. Yeah, we're – I see how how the battle of wits is. All right, so see, now now you get how the game works. We're going to try and – Absolutely. We're trying to trick you. All right, so with that in mind – I played chess in fourth grade. You got to watch out for me. Sneaky. (laughs) So, with that in mind, your next player is Joe Pavelski of the San Jose Sharks. Joe Pavelski of the San Jose Sharks. Is... Also of Madison U- University of Wisconsin fame. All right. So Doug went to out. Wisconsin. <laughs> I went there. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So, Joe Pavelski is really good, so I want to say he's got more. But that's the kind of thing you wouldn't put him in the quiz if he had more, so I should say he had less. But... We just found out that you would put him in the quiz. So I should say more. That's what you want me to think. So I'm going to say, final answer, Joe Pavelski's got less. You got it. That is correct. You got it. You nailed my thought process. I don't even know what I said, but all right. Yeah. He's got 697 going into this year, although with uh, Eric Carlson, he might start catching up to good old Phil. Um, the next guy we have for you, also on the West Coast, Corey Perry. Corey Perry. See, Corey Perry feels to me like one of those guys who you think has more points than he does because he's because he's a goal scorer. But is he is he a point guy? I don't. I'm gonna say less for Corey Perry. It's actually more surprisingly. Oh, I know, before right? Before the the downfall of of Corey Perry into whatever this form of Corey Perry is. Uh, he has 766 coming into this year, and he's going to have to obviously wait a bit with that injury that he wow. suffered in preseason. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, it's weird. It's just weird because you're right with the, the thought process. By the way, that was that was a I was thought. shocked when I saw that he had more. Points. I, I mean, and the thing about Corey Perry that always blows my mind is that he won a Hart Trophy. It's still <laughs> to this day I don't understand it. Well, but he had a good year, but he had a great year. Um, anyhow, we uh, we got one more for you. This is one of my guys, a Doug favorite. This is a favorite of mine. Patrice Bergeron of the Boston Bruins. Oh, oh man! As if they were and they were teammates. Be, they were teammates at one point. They were teammates and yet complete opposite uh, <laughs> type of player. Uh, you know what? Uh, Patrice Bergeron is is a, a far better and more valuable player than Phil Kessel, but I don't think he's got more points. I think Phil Kessel's got more points than Patrice Bergeron. That is correct. Yeah, nice job. Yeah. Uh, it's, it might be closer than you think, though. Coming to the year, we said Kessel had 741. Bergeron, only seven less, 734. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's getting real All close. Right. And with the way Bergeron's scoring to start the year, that uh, If you, if you count flipped. that one playoff series against the Leafs, you probably have enough to, <laughs> to pass him. All right, we're uh, we're just wrapping up here. Um, we're, we're just about out of time. But before we let you go, um, we're going to let you plug – uh, whatever it is you want to plug, anything you're working on right now. So uh, what you got for us, Sean? 
I'll, I mean, I'll plug two things. I'll plug uh, my work at The Athletic. If, if you've got a subscription, uh, for sure, check that out. And if you don't, uh, consider picking one up. Uh, they're, they're for the uh, relatively low price of a few bucks a month, you get access to the whole site and the, the roster of writers they have is is really amazing there. So uh, definitely, uh, uh, definitely consider that. And then uh, the other thing that I'll plug is I got a book coming out at the end of the month, October 30th, The Down Goes Brown History of the NHL. Uh, and as as the name suggests, it is a start to finish history of the uh, the entire story of the NHL uh, back from the, from the earliest days onto uh, onto the present day. And it's uh, it, it 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 tells the whole story, but it tells it from my perspective, which is to say from a fan's perspective, and and kind of a little bit uh, uh, it, from from that perspective of of treating it as fun. It's I didn't want to write a textbook. I didn't want to write something that was going to be dry and dreary. Uh, there's a lot of emphasis on the weird and, and sort of strange stuff that's happened. And, and just those things that as a hockey fan, I think we've all had the experience of kind of raising an eyebrow and going like, what, what is going on? Do these, is, is this league always been weird like this? And the answer is that yes, it has. And, uh, and the longer answer is, is the book itself because it tells that whole story. So, uh, October 30th, uh, you should be able to find it in bookstores or wherever you get your books, but uh, as of right now, today, you can pre-order it on Amazon or wherever else, and uh, it'll be uh, right there in your mailbox uh, for, uh, shortly after October 30th. So I think I think people will, uh, I think hockey fans will enjoy it, my readers will enjoy it, and uh, certainly if you're looking for Christmas gifts for the hockey fans in your life, uh, this is this is a chance to get your Christmas shopping done early this year. Perfect. Uh, any chance you got a Kindle version? <laughs> There, there's going to be all sorts of versions. There, there is even an audio version. They literally had me in the studio for uh, the better part of the last uh, few weeks uh, putting that down. So uh, it is right. uh, any any flavor or type uh, of way you like your books, it per- should be there for you. Perfect. Well, if there's a Kindle version, then I'm on it. That was that was the only reason I was gonna I was gonna get it. I can only do only if I can get it that way. But well, yeah, you know, I'll be picking it up. Yeah, and if if it's anything like your writing for that you've been doing the last few years, which got me hooked on on reading your stuff, and now. We've got you the here on the podcast for a reason, then you know, obviously we're gonna be checking out that book. So make sure you check that out for you folks at home. Uh, the very last thing we have you for here, Sean, the very last thing that we're gonna ask every single guest as the season goes on. Right now, who is your Stanley Cup pick? You know what? I the the two teams, and I know it's boring, uh, my two teams were Tampa and Nashville and uh, as of right now, I, I can't in good conscience pick Nashville after what they pulled earlier this week, raising 17 different banners that to was, commemorate oh a season God. in which they went out in the second round. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was uh put, me, put me down for the Tampa Bay lightning. Oh, that man. was, man, we didn't even talk about that yet. Well, we're going to talk about that probably in the main section of the pod, but Seriously, wow. I want to see the, I want to see the banner they put up for, uh, getting <sighs> shut out on home ice. That's, that was, that uh, was embarrassing. Yeah, seriously. Um, you know, the, the Tampa fan in me wants to say thank you as well as, um, please don't curse the team. Um, although in all fairness, I picked Toronto last week. That was my Stanley Cup pick. So if we, if we counter curse each other, I've never been right about anything in all the years I've been doing this. So keep, keep that in mind. Well, so, so, back so home suck, where I'm from sucks yeah. for you, Andrew, then yeah, <laughs> I'm going to say they're, they're going to be sad to hear that. Maybe they'll be hoping for you to be right for the first time. Um, well, obviously thank you again, Sean, for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, as always, thank you. Big shout out to Sean McIndoe. Thanks guys. All right, have a good one, Sean. Right on. Thank you again to Sean McIndoe for joining us. Um, we had some pretty good spirited conversations. Uh, really looking forward to reading his book, Down Goes Brown, 
on bookshelves coming soon. And on your Kindle. And on my Kindle. We, that was a good that was a good decision. We found yeah. out. No, exactly. And and audiobook too. Yeah. If you're if you're too lazy to read, I, just you know what? audiobook. And he, you know, obviously from you guys hearing it, it's a very very interesting voice. You know, he's got a good voice for this stuff. You can uh and you, you said mean, he spent like, weeks. You mean like Canadian accent? Mostly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also, yeah. I yeah. mean, he also knows what he's talking about. No. Oh, knows. no. He de- oh, no. Definitely does. Um, I mean, yes, no, no also, doubting also that. Also, because know? I love Canadian accents. Um, yeah. But cool. no, you're. Yeah. You know, it's it's good to. You know, he also spent. He said what? He spent weeks in the uh, in the studio recording yeah. the audiobook. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I'm sure someone. You know, he's go definitely out there, go out there, buy it. So a nice, a nice prominent voice in hockey. Um, right. Let's get into some segments here. Absolutely. Um, so last week, my favorite time is segments. All right, ready? So last week. We were going to, in our first episode, we were going to do what we are calling the Dad Joke Minute. This is our placeholder name, but maybe our permanent name. Yeah. If you have um, any ideas for a name for this, let us know. So this is the Dad Joke Minute, and we were doing, and we did it last week. We recorded it, and then our recording didn't work, so, so we got all erased. All the uh, all the talk we talked to you guys about um, with Sean in general about technical difficulties last week, yeah, it was not fun. Right, but this <laughs> week we should be fine, um, and this week we got the Dad Joke Minute for you. Um, and this is just going to involve, you know, p- players in the NHL have really fun names, pu- they have fun pun pun worthy names. So we are just going to we're going to just I, do. Can it. I include my 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 joke from last week? I thought was funny. Sure. All right. So obviously I don't need to test Doug you, with it this week because he already knows it. But my favorite one from last week's segment that didn't make it into the recording was what do you call a Toronto Maple Leaf that loves to knit? Mitch Yarner. <laughs> I still uh, you laughed at it. I, you were dying at it. Don't even lie. I know, to me. but I there's no this recorded time, this proof. Time knew, but Nick this is time my I, witness. This time I knew it was coming. Yeah. Um, exactly, but anyway, exactly. But anyway, yeah. we're we're ready to we're ready to start it off. You want you want to start us off yeah. this week? Just so everyone knows at home, dad joke minute. Doug and I each have four jokes to make the other person laugh. We do not know the jokes coming ahead of time. If they are the same joke by accident, that's just because we both have very creative minds. I guess I don't know. Uh, do you want to start? Or you want me to start? Uh, I'll start. Sure. Why okay. not? Go for it. All Make right. me laugh. So, what happens when a Bruins player drives underground? What? He brings his Carlo. Oh, come Carlo, on. Carlo, come Carlo, on. Carlo, right? That's a disservice to Brandon Carlo. Shout out to the Big Dig in Boston. You probably don't. You don't get what that means. Nope. Okay. <laughs> I know nothing. Um, are you kidding? I've tried, I've tried to drive around Chicago here. For those of you at home who don't know, Chicago has like three levels of some streets. It's impossible yeah. to drive around here. But anyway, I don't understand these people. But but that's the thing. The big thing in Boston, there's literally. I'll just explain it real quick. There's yeah, a it. there's a highway that runs right under the city. Um, I ninety under the city. I ninety runs under the city, and it's aw- and it's awesome. Damn Northerners convenient. and your random super, crap. Super man. convenient. It runs right yeah. to the airport. They. It was a huge, huge project, and they. I took, can imagine it took them, you it took built them, under a city. Yeah, it was dope. I, but anyhow, all right. You dig in Florida, you hit water. You don't go. There's no underground water um, in Florida. All right, give me your give me your. First one. All right. Uh, did you see that the Maple Leafs signed an Irish defenseman, Morgan O'Reilly? Wait, what? <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure he is just Irish, isn't he? Morgan Riley? Yeah, Morgan O'Reilly. That's yeah. his name's Morgan Riley, not Morgan. I O'Reilly. know, but yeah, I just want to make sure you understood. I changed. I changed it. Okay. O'Reilly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I don't know. That one doesn't play with me. Let the record show um, Doug hates the Irish. Continue. <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. That's a spin zone. Oh, um, man. That is, uh, all that right. is libel. I apologize. I take that back. It's not true. What would a Canucks player do if he lived in Florida? Ooh, that, 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 that tests me. I don't know. What? Tan every day. Oh, come on, oh. That was a nah, big good one. Come on. Good one. Chris Tan was crying in his <laughs> Canucks 
shadowed locker right now before he gets traded at the deadline this year. Uh, who's Mario's favorite hockey player? Who? TJ Yoshi. Ooh. Ooh, you know I can like the, that one. You know who Luigi's favorite hockey player is? Who? Roman Yoshi. <laughs> come on. You're smiling. I'm taking Come no, on. No, I'm smiling on that come one. Come on. I know, I know, I know. I like a good Mario reference. Oh, man. I saw that. I was like, I <laughs> got to right. do it. Nick's right. laughing. I'm taking that. Right, I'm I taking Nick. I got, I got one going for you, though. Um, You're going to have the next one, Nick. I promise. What's a Washington Capitals fan's favorite exclamation? What? Oh, shit. Oh, you just said my... All right. I'm glad I said mine already, then. All right. All the TJ Oshi love in this pod. TJ Sochi, the greatest of all shootouts, whatever. Yeah. Um, TJ Sochi. Do you know uh, the Red Wings' favorite band? Thomas Vanek at the Disco. <laughs> Nick likes that. I knew you'd like that. Oh, all yeah, right, like, there it is. I like that one, too. Right, yeah, cool, I'll, I'll cool. take the laugh on that one. All right. That's a pretty good round. I've got two left. How, uh, I got two left. All we right. can just we can throw them out there. Yeah, one. go for it. All right. What happens when a 70s disco dancer gets se- gets ice cream in his hair? Ooh, I don't know what. He gets a fro leak. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh. Oh, Douglas. That's pretty good. Oh, my heart hurts. All right. Um, Domino, stop emailing me. God, I'm sick of it. Uh, what's the Bruins' favorite song? Oh, no, I know. No, what, what, not what not their it? goal song. Uh, David Got Backus. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> all right. That's all right. Um, I got another Flames one. Okay. Um, why did the Calgary Flames excavate around their stadium? <laughs> There's a lot of jokes besides that, but yeah. why? For land. Oh, man, come on. <laughs> come on. All right, did you hear about the hockey player that didn't want to fight? Yeah, Ryan leaves. He just ah, he just leaves. Ah, All right, I'm gonna ah. I'm taking I'm taking TJ Yoshi. I'm taking that one with me. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that TJ Yoshi, but oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, oh, if you guys stuck I with us this. through that for the dad joke minute, come up with a name for us for that segment. Also, we thank either you for sticking through dad jokes. I we know either difficult. we either gained a very loyal father following, or we just lost all of our followers on that. We love you segment. guys either way. It's okay. But I mean, you know, Doug, you're turning 54, as we talked about. You're ready to be a father, so yeah, gotta get those. I'm already a father in. of three. Um, <laughs> no, not in real life. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, that'd be got a lot explaining to a lot of people there. If you have yeah, father of three already. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's, move, let's move on. Um, so we've got uh, <laughs> so we've got some segments for uh, just some of the the day, the weekly accolades. I want to meet um, Doug Junior. We're gonna we're gonna start with apple saucers. Um, this is going to be for assists of the week, assist or assists of the week. Apple sauces. And this week we have, we have two and they came from the same player in the same game. Evgeny Kuznetsov. The Kuzi. Oh my God. What a beauty. What an unbelievable beauty. Man, he had both of, he had two, well, he ended the game last night, I think with three or four points. Yeah, um, four points. Yeah. Four points. He did score a goal of his own, but his two, his two assists, two of his assists were nasty as all hell. That's phenomenal. Um, so there was... The first, I think this was before the one to the one to OV. Um, he just had a beautiful cross ice pass, found Backstrom like wide open with the net. On the, I thought it was on the power it. play too, right? Yeah, it was on power. It was on yeah. power play. He's just such. He's become such an offensive threat, and he's always had that talent you've seen in recent yeah. years. But oh, and ever since that postseason last year, he he's been he has just gotten better and better. He gets better every hot. year. Um, and then that second goal was he. They brought it. He brought it down uh, right next to the net and had that little little toe drag, little toe drag, fed it right to o- right, right to Ovi. Um, you guys at home the, can't see it, but corner. Doug, Doug is like, Doug Poof. is um, uh, showing us. He's doing uh, what's that game called? Um, oh, God, why can't I think? Whatever. 
keep talking. I'm going to remember. Knock hockey? I don't know. Uh, but anyway. Um, charades. God, charades. I'm stupid. Charades. charades. He's doing charades. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. Anyhow. But no, it was gorgeous. I Anytime I see a good toe drag, I get a little bit aroused. Um, love a good toe drag. Happy birthday. I, I'm allowed to say what I want. Um, <laughs> he gets his cake but there was, and eats it too. But yeah, gorgeous little toe drag from Koozie to set up that apple. Um, put it in the sauce. It was gorgeous. Apple sauce. Indeed. Yeah, no, that was a really nice goal. And the funny thing about that was also the fact that Kuznetsov, when he made that toe drag move, both defensemen went to Ovechkin. And he had a wide open net. And so, you know, it was – Flory went right to Kuznetsov because mm-hmm. there's no way he's passing the puck. And yeah. then he passed the puck and Ovi scores. Like, all right, well, right. congrats. That was, cool. that was pretty nice. Uh, let's go into the goal of the week, which we have affectionately titled the Red Light District. Woo! Luda. Favorite favorite place in the world is the red light district. The goal of the week. Um, I So my goal of the week, normally I plan on having goals that are actually like, you know, they're sexy. They get dug aroused, as we talked about. Um, but this goal is not sexy. This goal was just funny, and I'm a troll. So I'm going to talk about it. Uh, Brady Thachuk, the guy who is feeling all the pressure in Ottawa because the rest of their team is just crumbling apart around him. You know, fourth overall pick. This is a guy that they're sacrificing the 2019 first-round pick for. He's better be good. His first career goal, is it a snipe? Is it beautiful? Toja? No, 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 no. His first goal is just a puck that happens to bounce off his body into the net. The announcers didn't even know whose goal it was. No one knew whose goal it was until they actually had to check it. So he didn't even really get to celebrate. He kind of knew. He knew whose goal it was. The team knew whose goal it was. But the fans didn't really get to know it until they announced it was Brady Thachuk's goal. I just think that's the funniest thing for the Senators, that, and, that this is how their their big, big-name superstar prospect, that's how he scores his first Yeah, goal. and NHL Network pointed out that he uh, has bragging rights on his family now because yep. fastest, um, to fa- fastest to Chuck to his first goal. Uh, Suck his, it, his, Keith. Fa- his father, Keith, took five games to do it. His brother, Matthew, took three, and he did it in two. So good for him. By the way, my favorite Keith quote is not a Keith the Chuck quote. It's a quote from a movie. I don't even remember what movie it was. was, uh, Keith is not a scary name. And it's like, oh, look out for Keith. <laughs> but Keith the Chuck's pretty scary. So yeah. I'm going to keep gonna my mouth shut Keith. now Anyhow, so he doesn't beat me up. Um, my red light district, uh, again, this was, I mean, it was a pretty standard OV goal, but OV did pass uh, Bobby Hole on the all-time goals list last night. Um, just scored right from his office, as he has done so many, so many, so many times. Um, OV in the red light district sounds like part of his summer this year. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure it was. Um, <laughs> but, you know, pretty standard OV goal. Makes sense that it would make him uh, pass a milestone. Um, I believe he is like 16th on the all-time goal list now, or something like that. He's moving Seven, his way up. 17th, over 600s. Yeah, but um, pretty awesome. I'm, I'll always give Ovi his accolades. Um, let's move on yep. um, to Crease Monkey. So Crease Monkey is going to be for our saves of the week, um, and this week we got a double dose of Anderson. Anderson and Anderson attorneys at law. My save of the week goes to Craig Anderson. A lot of these things happening last night just happened to be coincidental. Craig Anderson last night, beautiful. Back-to-back pad save, flashing the leather, making me proud as a goalie just because of the fact that I could never, ever do anything good as a goaltender. So, Craig, congratulations. My very quick Craig Anderson story, by the way. My brother and I used to play NHL, that, that online game um, where you uh, you would pick the players. I forget what that's called. ESHL, whatever it was, on the Wait, old not, video not game. not hits, right? Not NHL hits, right? No. Okay. Uh, no, no. On, on, no th- so the, the current Chell game, but there's I forget the name of what it's called. NHL Hut. That's okay. the one where you have, like, the different players. You get their trading cards, whatever. 
Anyway, we always used to get Craig Anderson as our goalie, and my brother always used to call him Craigles. I don't know why. I don't know where it came from. I don't know what it means. All I know is all I can think of when I see Craig Anderson's name is Craigles. So, Craigles, congrats on the great save. Um, I feel for you, man. Good luck out in Ottawa. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Craig Anderson seems like a pretty great-A dude. Uh, when he Two years ago when his wife had cancer, he put up, you know, an almost – uh, Vezina worthy, worthy season. Um, so it's always cool to see him succeed. Um, I'll, I'm gonna take Freddie Anderson, the other Anderson. Anderson, Anderson. And what's interesting is that I'm generally not a Freddie Anderson guy. Um, I don't think he's that great. But this save he had uh, two days ago, three days ago. I think it was on the eighth. Um, he it was against the uh, the Dallas Stars, and he just came across gorgeous glove save. Um, absolutely stoned him. I think it was on the power play. Um. You know, credit where it's due. That was a really high-scoring game. I think the score at that point was like seven to five or something. Yeah, I think the final score was yeah, you seven four seven five. Seven, yeah, I think the score ended up being seven five, and it was and this was pretty late in the game too. So, um, real nice save from Freddie. Um, good for, good for him. Uh, let's move on to one more yeah. segment. This is our good, or, our second to last segment is probably our favorite one, as everyone who knows us and as you guys, if you're listening for the first time, you will now know. We are champions of Gritty. We love Gritty. He's the best so mascot much. in the NHL, and everything about him is just perfect. So we have a segment titled Gritty Watch, and we are just keeping tabs on what that wonderful, as Sean put it, um, Philly fanatic on bath salts man is up to. Yeah, and, and <laughs> I also think that this this segment will double as a watch on the mascot, but also if there's a particularly gritty thing, as tends to happen in the NHL, you know, guy pre- playing on a broken grit leg. Grit 60 minutes are off the chart. Right. Like, like bro- Jonathan bro- Taves' you know, grit. Like bra- breaking your leg and playing out the rest of a penalty kill, something like that. Um, or getting $10.5 million to be the captain of the Blackhawks because you have, quote, leadership and grit, end quote. That anyhow, wasn't targeted at anybody specifically. Anyhow. Um, but, yeah, Gritty Watch, it was, it, was a, it was a big week in the world of Gritty. Um his debut was as electric as we thought Beautiful. it was going to be. Better than Vegas. That was unbelievable. Better than Vegas show. He I would pay money to go watch. Drop, his dropped debut. from the rafters. Um, he was <laughs> like, like, he was like, he was like, like Lady Gaga, <laughs> the Super Bowl. Like, oh my God, it was amazing. <laughs> they were playing a wrecking ball too from Riley Cyrus. You just, just this giant orange blob falling from the ceiling, like. How can you not love this man? Like he come did, on. he did not. Gritty for president. Well, he, well, that's well, let's also let's, let's be my president. let's be clear. Gritty is not a man. Like that. No. that thing is that is a, a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. Um, thing. <laughs> anyhow, you can't spell gritty without it. <laughs> I T T. Indeed. Um, <laughs> Hold <know>. on. <laughs> and that's, that's I don't know. I don't know what this other note that you put in. Is. Oh I yeah. See, I so I, I put in. So for those of you who didn't get to watch it, go check out the. Um, NBC affiliate in Philadelphia put out a video after the very first game between the Flyers and the Golden Knights, and the Flyers won that game. They put out a video of of a it's like a was it eight bit whatever it's called a pixelated version of Gritty fighting Chance the uh, the mascot for um, the Golden Knights, and it was it was like um, Mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. and it was hilarious. They got they got Gritty in there doing kick flips and, and dumb stuff like that. He's yelling Hadouken and, and firing like a T-shirt can. It's great. We shared it on our Twitter feed, so go check out our Twitter. It's a little bit down. It's going to be down a bit because it was a while ago. Yeah. But it was everything about Gritty, man. Yeah. Well, and also – Everything about him. The the Vegas Golden Knights have their their own proficiency on social media. They are right. pre- They are pretty awesome. So it's good to see so that clapback. I, yeah, and I love – so I'm like, I love a good social media war. 
Um, Grady got in a social media war with S.J. Sharky this week, the Sharks mascot. Yeah, he's, he, dude, he he's starting some, beef with he everyone. Took some, he took some shark, um, some stuffed animal sharks from, I think, like an aquarium in Philadelphia or something like that. He just started beating them up. <laughs> <laughs> and so so S.J. Sharky responded with a pumpkin, just dropped a pumpkin <laughs> with Grady's face on it. It was great. I mean, but, that is the closest equivalent they, to, what, to what Grady is. The NHL, for years, this boring old white guy sport, which like all these like stuffy old guys that Sean was talking about uh, making this, the sport boring. Now you've got mascot beef. Mm-hmm. Gritty is a savior of the people. God bless America. Yeah. God bless Gritty. Um, yeah, anyhow, and then we're, we're going to finish out this week. <laughs> <laughs> Good transition. I like but, that. Yeah, no, that was an awful transition. No, that was fine. No, I like that. You're right. We got to get, get off of it. Well, well, let's finish it off. Um, yeah. But speaking of bad transitions into seasons or something oh, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. How about that for a segue? Um, the Nashville Predators did something so shockingly confusing we had to make a segment. I, I, we, we have now decided we're going to make it into an entire segment. So, Ladies and Na- gentlemen. All right. So the Nashville Predators, they raised a President's Trophy banner. Great. Cool. They raised yeah. a uh, division. I think they raised a division champion, Central Division Champions banner. Was that right? I think so. Let's yeah, because they didn't win the Western Conference. So they raised a Central Division Champions banner. Great. Fine. And then they raised a... Western Conference regular season champions banner, which if they, you know, the 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 President's Trophy banner. By the way, just to double check for you, it's Central Division champions, President's Trophy, and Western Conference regular season champions. Right. That's, yes. Yeah, that's what exactly. I said. Um, I'm, I'm backing you up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the <laughs> dude. That, like, here's the thing. That Western Conference, if you, if you win the President's Trophy, that implies that you won the regular season in the Western Conference and also in the Eastern Conference. So, it, it's Baffling. Do you want to hear um, the article titles that have come out from this? Here we go. Nashville's hockey inferiority <coughs> complex is showing again. Predators banner night. Well, <coughs> we'll wait for Nick to finish coughing. Uh, are you okay? Need water? Okay, cool. Predators banner night. Well, just bring on Winnipeg. Uh, Nashville Predators hold a laughable banner raising ceremony. Nashville Predators raise regular season banner for everyone to laugh at. Um, it's there's yeah. nothing good that has happened because of this, and it's just like when the Indianapolis Colts put up what was it the a- AFC, AFC finalists, fi- AFC, fi- AFC championship finalists. Like shut up! Oh Un- my unreal. god! So, so so we have decided that we're yep. going to make this into a segment. So whenever the Predators do anything notable, they're going to be raising a new banner on our show, and we're calling it this week in Predators banners. Indeed. So Doug, this week in Predators banners, what banner are you raising for them? Anything special? Um, raising the banner of. Yeah, we uh, we suck again. <laughs> inferi- inferiority complex champions. <laughs> I got. Um, I've got two. It's either it's it's a it's a tie between getting shut out on home ice to start the season. There's your one banner. The other one yeah. is still employ Austin Watson. That's my other banner. Let's take a guy with a domestic violence case pending and uh, let's let's continue to support him. There you go. How let's about, put that how, to about the how about home of the fans who are Tennessee Titans offensive linemen? Because that's a pretty good accomplishment. That 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 that's like a banner that I would actually raise. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, anyhow, uh, I think that that just about does it for our show. Um, you know, thanks for coming out. Thanks for listening to us ramble. Uh, thanks again to Sean McIndoe. Um, Mac- yeah, I got it right. Sean McIndoe um, for coming out. Check out his book, Down Goes Brown: A History of Hockey. Uh, we will see you guys next week. Um, yeah. Enjoy the week of yeah, hockey. Episode two. We're done. Happy yep. birthday, Doug. Thank you. Happy birthday to me. Get Doug a cake. If you're listening right now, go get Doug a cake. I will, I, accept, I will accept late payments. I forgot the cake. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> thanks again, guys. Um, have a good week. Uh, we'll see you next week.